So this is my Fluent Podcast log, kind of a behind the scenes talk. And I'm pretty nervous right now. It's about two hours before the interview or let's say the conversation with Luke Thompson. I'm really eager to see him or to meet him over Skype. And right now I am thinking of <laughs> of drinking a bottle of wine <laughs> to release my pressure. Now I'm just kidding. I feel a bit like a fanboy. <laughs> It's uh, funny. You know, because I really like Luke's English podcast and I use it to learn or to improve my English. I think it's good that I'm feeling nervous a bit because it shows us that it is important to me, this interview. If you have a certain amount of, of nervousness, you will try to give all the best. And then chances are high that it's going to be good. Well, we'll see <laughs> if I'm showing up completely drunk. <laughs> Daniel. Hello, how are you doing? I'm very well, thanks. How are you? Oh, I'm great. Nice to talk to you. I'm really over the moon, Luke, that you accepted my invitation to participate on my film podcast. And uh, Luke, is it okay if I may say a few words first? Yes, certainly. Go ahead. Okay. I see this as an opportunity to learn English, for which I am really grateful to you. And actually, I first wanted to script the whole interview, but I mean, who would want that? And it would be kind of difficult for me to handle. <laughs> yes, definitely. And, and it's also a, a challenge for me, but that's also what makes it interesting, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I, to I see that, yeah. So I would appreciate if you could introduce yourself and perhaps also mention which languages you know, and of course, which languages you are learning. Okay. Uh, right. Well, my name's Luke Thompson, and uh, I'm an English language teacher. I've been teaching English for nearly 16 years, so for pretty much my whole professional life, most of it, uh, anyway. And uh, I, so I teach English, and uh, I teach English to adults, so not to children. People often think that I teach to kids, but um, I tend to focus on the, the adults. And um, as well as being an English teacher, I also do stand-up comedy, um, which means uh, standing up in front of a room full of people with a microphone and uh, trying to make them all laugh with stories and jokes and things. And I've been doing that um, since about 2009. Uh, and I live in France. I live in, in Paris. Um, and so I perform comedy in front of uh, mixed uh, audiences with people from around the world, um, many of them being French. Uh, but as well as doing those two things, I also do uh, a podcast for people who are learning English, uh, and it's called Luke's English Podcast. And the general idea there is that I'm trying to sort of help people learn English around the world um, by using sort of combination of my English teaching skills and some of my skills of being a stand-up comedian, although the, the stand-up comedy is just something I do in my free time. So uh, mostly I'm an English teacher who does a bit of comedy and I try and combine those things uh, on my podcast. Um, and so, yeah, I live in France. In terms of the languages that I know, I, I definitely know English. I know English <laughs> like really, really well. <laughs> um, uh, not perfect, of course, by any means, but um, I think I know English pretty well. 
but it's obviously it's my mother tongue so that doesn't count really does it that's that's sort of like cheating um in terms of other languages well i lived in japan for a couple of years and uh there was maybe one day or something in that period when i felt like my my japanese was pretty good and that was probably <laughs> uh sort of late in the, in an evening uh, in my local bar when I'd had a few drinks and I was playing darts with my Japanese friends and I was able to spend the whole evening sort of playing around with them and making each other laugh and counting all the scores uh, in the game of darts and uh, talking to them about, you know, just the stupid stuff that you say to your friends when you're playing darts, you know, like, oh, you're rubbish, you, you missed, that was close. You know, so I, I did get a certain level of Japanese ability, but that's all gone now. That's completely disappeared because it's been years since I went back to Japan. And now I live in France. And so uh, French is the is the other is my second language. And and to be honest with you, I'm a very typically English person, uh, which means that I'm not great at learning other languages and i think we'll probably talk about that in a moment i think you might <laughs> it might be i'd like to give all my excuses and go through all of the terrible excuses i have but uh yeah i'm sort of trying to learn french i'm not doing a very good good job at it as as i'll tell you in a moment but i'd say my level of french is oh i don't know hard to tell but on a, on a good day it's about a b1 um and yeah so i sort of you know, I've got a jagged profile in in French, which means that, um, you know, some areas of my French are better than others. Yeah. So there you go. So how long have you been learning French then? Um, well, I mean, that's a difficult one to say, really, because I did stu I did study French for three years at school. So that was when I was, you know, I started doing that when I was about 12 or 13. And I spent three years at secondary school until I was 16 and I, you know, I had French lessons at school. Uh, I don't know if that counts really, uh, because the, I, I get the impression that the French I learned in those classes is, is really quite different to the French that I hear every day and that I attempt to speak. Um, but, um, I've been, I suppose you could say I've been learning French for about four or five years but I mean, you know, you, if you hear that, like many of your listeners will, who are, I'm sure, like very motivated uh, language learners, I'm sure that you'll think, oh, four or five years, you've been living in France, your French must be perfect <laughs> by now. Uh, the embarrassing thing that it's not, it's really far from perfect. But uh, I'm, I'm happy to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a funny fact, because you are conducting a podcast to teach others yeah. to learn a language and and probably the problem is that that you are or well it's not a problem but you are focused on your podcast yes. to teach others because it's more fun to you to do that right. and and i think that is is a good luck for all the english learners out there because <laughs> without you um there there would be about i guess 500 hours of content less yeah. <laughs> for English learners. <laughs> yeah, Is that know, right? Yeah. Or, or? Yes, it's something in that region. Yeah, it has to be. I guess uh, I've, I've done nearly 430 episodes of my podcast now, and many of them are an hour, more than an hour long, uh, not to mention all of the episodes of the phrasal verb series that I've done, and there's about 130 of them. So it's got to be in the region of about 500 hours of content. Yeah, that's right. 500 hours of my life spent not learning French. <laughs> yeah, 
but but it's actually amazing because what you intend to do it's it's incredible for me it's not only that you have one subject or one topic now you you have competitions you have mm. you have topics like dialects you have vocabulary you have culture you have kind of a film club there yeah. there are even luke english podcasts podcast meetings i think around yeah. around the world yeah that is incredible <laughs> I'm, I'm basically i'm trying to take over the world daniel yeah um I and mean, i'm trying to create a global empire um it's all part of a, 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 a an insidious plan which i'm using to try and gain ultimate control over all of the world's resources i'm joking of course yeah like like Pinky and Brain, if you know them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those two cartoon characters who are attempting exactly. to kind of take over the world. Yeah, yeah, like that. Or like a James Bond bad guy. <laughs> That's kind of how I see it, that I'm essentially just trying to take over the world. But no, I'm not really. I'm just joking about that. But uh, I guess that, that uh, what's happened is because I've been working on this podcast for nearly eight years, it has grown into a bit of a monster uh, in a good way. Um, you know, when I, I first started doing it, you know, the first hundred episodes, it was just like, you know, I was just trying to make content and I still am just trying to make content that I think people will be interested in listening to. And that over time has sort of broadened out into, um, you know, these other areas, including things like, uh, you know, various interactive projects with, with my listeners. And also the fact that some of my listeners are now getting together in, in physical spaces and having social clubs and, and the competitions I've done and all that stuff. So yeah, it's just grown over time. It's, it's, it's great. I'm obviously completely into it and uh, I love doing it. And it's a kind of a dream come true for me because it's just a chance for me to combine sort of everything that I've been into, including English teaching and comedy and broadcasting and media and culture and just you know it's just a, a space where i can throw everything all my creative stuff and all my interests can be thrown into this thing which um can then be consumed by people around the world and it's kind of um it's just for me for, for, from my point of view it's just a really fun and satisfying personal project but it's more than that it's also something that other people can use and and i'm very happy if you know if people are finding it useful for learning English, because, you know, that's part of the, the, the whole plan. Um, but yes, it does take up a lot of time and it takes up a lot of my mental space and a lot of my motivation. Um, and you know, that might account for, for why my French isn't as, uh, isn't, uh, improving as, as rapidly as it should do. I've got a whole series of excuses. Uh, Daniel. <laughs> In fact, <Yeah. laughs> uh, what, what I, what I usually say is that, you know, my French isn't improving, but my excuses are, are getting better every day. Um, and, but, uh, I'm, I'm fluent in excuses uh, in terms of my French. But Luke, what do you think? What could you have done better if you would start from scratch again, if you would learn French from scratch? Well, I mean, are there any tips maybe? Yeah, sure. I mean, technically, uh, every day is like starting again from scratch, really, in terms of learning a language, because um, I guess that the thing that when you when you say, what would I have done differently, that the I guess the most important thing would be to, to have start earlier, you know, like the, the main thing in learning a language is it's a battle against time, because the you know, time is this great resource that we can use in our favor when we're learning a language. And so the more time you spend on whatever it is you're doing in your learning process, the better. 
So the, the, the greatest thing that I guess a language learner can regret is that they didn't start earlier. Um, uh, but for me, it's also about starting today because there are many different habitual routine things that I don't really do in French that I should do. Um, and you know, I mean, that, that goes back to school. Like I should have paid more attention at school and just generally made more effort. But I think also, uh, I should be trying to get, um, regular little habits into my daily life. I've got that a bit. I have a, I have that a bit, obviously I'm being a bit self-deprecating about my French, uh, but honestly, in my assessment of it being B1, I think is is quite accurate, um, um, depending on on the context. But um, have you have you ever recorded yourself? No, I haven't. No, uh, that's a, that's a good question. I haven't really done that, but um, I do talk to myself in French um, sometimes, and actually, I do imagine that I'm doing luke's french podcast occasionally because uh um because in the in the past people have asked me about my learning of french and i've always been planning to do a whole episode of my podcast in english about my my french and i thought that it might be fun for me to do a few minutes of luke's french podcast in luke's english podcast just to give people an idea of how bad my french is but also just <laughs> as an ex as an experiment you know And uh, so occasionally I, I kind of think about this idea and and when I'm like preparing my lunch or whatever, if I'm on my own, I might start talking as if I'm doing Luke's French podcast. And um, actually, I think it's really helpful. And it's something that um, I am starting to do more and more um, is just sort of start to develop this internal monologue and just talk to myself while I'm going around doing things like if I'm just sort of getting get, brushing my teeth in the morning, I'm in the bathroom and I'm just sort of like naming the different things in the, in the bathroom and just sort of commenting on the stuff in the room. Uh, but I haven't actually recorded myself doing it, uh, yet. I mean, I, I would record it, but the thing is, I mean, there's, there's various reasons for recording yourself in another language. Uh, one of them is so that you can listen back to it and you can kind of get some perspective. Uh, you can sort of notice little mistakes that you're making and try to correct them. But also you can, if you record yourself and listen back to it, you can actually see how good you are. Um, you know, people always think, oh, you should record yourself and then you can see your mistakes. Not just that. You can also actually hear in fact, how fluent you really are, because when you just think about your own fluency, often we're quite hard on ourselves. We're naturally quite modest as people. I think most of us are, are quite sort of self-effacing, quite modest people. And when we when we come to to think about our, our English or, you know, our French or whatever language it is we, we, we are learning, we always think, oh, it's not good enough. Uh, but it's worth sometimes taking a moment to just step back and go, actually, no, you're pretty good. Um, it's not perfect, but, uh, you know, you, sh you should feel quite good about it because it's important to feel good about, you know, your language learning. Because if you if you end up in a, a, a sort of negative cycle of, of feeling bad and then making excuses and then not doing anything and continuing to feel bad, it can put you in a really bad place. And, and I fully admit that I'm often in quite a bad place in terms of my French learning because I beat myself up about it. Uh, I, I come across difficulty quite a lot in my everyday life when I'm trying to talk to Parisian people in French and I lack, a, you know, I lack the, the support of a, of a teacher. Um, 
and things like that. So it's important to sometimes just check your 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 language level and and feel good about it as well as identifying room for improvement. Okay, yeah, mm. that sounds really interesting. And and what about conversations with uh, French people? Does it occur to you that all of a sudden your conversation partner switches to English? Oh yes. Yes. Oh, absolutely. This is this is one of my excuses, Daniel. This is um, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> this is one of. Can I can I go through my list of excuses? I'll do it quickly. Yeah, of right? course. So, excuse number one, and well, first of all, I should say that obviously these are all excuses, and there's and it's not it's not good enough. You shouldn't do this, but I need to get them out of my system. Okay. So, excuse number one about my lack of French is that I don't really need it yet. Okay, because actually in my everyday life, I can survive and live quite well. Even though I live in France, I can survive and live fairly well doing everything in English, scraping by with the with the broken French that I have. So that's one reason. A lot of people learn a language out of pure survival. Like you go to another country, you get a job there and you're just trying to survive and just trying to you know manage uh, interactions. But I, I rarely experience that. Um, Uh, because at home, I, I speak English with my wife. Um, she's French, but when we met each other, it, everything was always in English from the very beginning. And so our relationship has been defined, you know, by communication in English. We do switch to French sometimes, but then when something important happens, it goes straight back to English. Um, work, I, as, as an English teacher, I work in English all day, every day, and my colleagues all speak English. So I'm in a little English bubble in that situation. I'm thinking about English. I'm marking English. I'm preparing English stuff. I'm even, you know, reading up on English grammar and things like that in preparation for my classes. And in my social life, you know, a lot of my friends speak English. Uh, I, I do have uh, friends who, who don't really speak English. Um, and those are the occasions where really, you know, those are the only times really where I'm actively participating in conversations in French, for example, with my, uh, my wife's uh, grandparents, or with some other friends who don't really speak English. Um, And uh, what happens there is that uh, often we're sitting around a table and there's lots of people who know each other very well, all speaking French super fast. And I just sort of, you know, can't keep up. And, and it's, it's very difficult in a way. I feel really yeah, bad about I myself. In, yeah, <laughs> but, but there's more. There's more. And the, the other thing you said is that, you know, when people switch to, to English and it's true here in, in Paris, the, the stereotype is that people don't want to speak English. Well, in my experience, that's not true because I'll go to a place like a restaurant and I'll start speaking to the waiter in French. And you can see the you can see the look on his face. Basically, you can see what he's thinking. And sometimes they even say it. They, they think, uh, oh, well, clearly your French is appalling. So uh, let's switch to English. You know, they feel a lot better about themselves. They feel a lot better about their English. Uh, when they hear my <laughs> when they hear my French, like if if you go into a French place and you immediately speak English, uh, hello, I'd like some bread, please. Then often you'll get the response in French, yeah, because you know, they they speak French back to you. But if you go in and start speaking French, but not good enough, then they will switch to English, which is like almost as insulting, really, because it's kind of like, oh, your French is terrible. Let's just do this in English. So you know. I yeah. go, I go, there you go. That, that's an idea. But those are all excuses. And I'm fully aware of the fact that uh, one must not make excuses when uh, attempting to learn a language. It's all about uh, taking responsibility and not letting uh, negative experiences stop you. 
and and so on. Yes. I, I, I used to listen to a podcast of one of your friends, Paul Taylor. Oh, yes. And the special thing is that he used to to do both podcasts, one in French and one mm -hmm. in English. Yeah. And it was <laughs> actually a one-to-one -one translation. And, and that was just amazing. So yes. in your case, I suppose that will definitely not happen that you <laughs> translate one of your episodes into French. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> like one of my episodes are an hour long. My, the French yeah. version would be about one minute long because I'd be like, you know, welcome to Luke's French podcast. Um, right. Well, that's about it. Bye. You know, um, no, no, I can't do that. I mean, Paul's amazing because, you know, he's bilingual, basically. And, you know, he learned French in, in childhood and, and stuff like that. And he's naturally very good at uh, picking up languages and, and things, I, I think. Um, but, yeah, I used to listen to Paul's podcast. He stopped doing it now. But I used to listen to the, the English versions and the French version. And, I, and it really helped me with my French because I know him. I know the things he was talking about. Um, and so I used to listen to it in French. And I'd sometimes walk around repeating uh, Paul's podcast, but then he stopped, which is annoying. Yeah, what a um, pity. Yeah, and I'm I am continuing to look for good uh, podcasts in French that I, I really want to listen to. I found one recently which is called French Voices. Um, um, it's called oh hold on, oh, I can't find it on my phone, but I think it's called French Voices podcast, and that's the sort of thing I'm interested in. It's actually a a, a French teacher talking to other native French speakers in a natural way and sort of then giving you a bit of support and commentary on the conversations. A lot of the French podcasts I find are really low level podcasts for tourists who are coming to France. And it's all about, you know, or how to order a coffee and stuff like that. But um, yeah, so yeah, Paul's podcast was actually very useful until he stopped doing it. Yeah. And What about your podcast? Is it really just for English learners? Because I, I think that there are also many English-speaking guys who are listening to it. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I mean, what I try to do with the podcast is try and make it, uh, first and foremost, I suppose, uh, entertaining and interesting to listen to. I mean, I'd be very happy if I learned that there were native English speakers listening to it out of pure enjoyment. I mean, that would make me very happy indeed. I mean, I, I try to help learners of English to continue listening by making the podcast personalized and hopefully entertaining or at least interesting to some extent. And I think that, yeah, I, I do actually think that some native English speakers listen to the podcast. They do. I mean, some of my podcast stats show me that I have the USA and the UK are Uh, both countries in my top 10 countries. But that could just be all the, the, the learners of English who are living in, in those countries, you know, who are, who are listening to it. But yeah, I know a few native speakers who listen, but, you know, not that many. The, the vast majority uh, are people who have English as a second language. Uh, like, you know, not many of my friends listen to my podcast, unfortunately. But I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't go around trying to make them listen to it because I think that would be a bit annoying. Oh, you know, have you listened to my podcast? You know, that... <laughs> That would be a bit irritating. So and I tend to keep it to myself, really. What about your students? Yeah, well, uh, some of the students listen. Some of them don't. Um, again, I try not to actually go on about it too much to my students 
because it's a bit funny. Like I don't necessarily want to be the kind of person who's constantly trying to promote myself to the people I'm teaching for my, for my students. I do, you know, I give gentle sort of suggestions to them. Like at the end of the class, I'll give them the homework and then I'll say, Oh, by the way, if you're interested, you could listen to this episode of my podcast. It's about the same subject we were talking about today. And some of them pick up on that and they, and they listen to it. So yeah, a few of my students get into it, which is really cool. And, uh, and I can tell actually that the students who are listening, cause they start to actually get on the same wavelength as me and, uh, they start making references to things they've picked up from my episodes and stuff. Um, so yeah, yeah. My, some of my students do listen, but I'm, I'm not always pushing the podcast on them. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I imagine you could open up, a, a school on your own and people yeah. from all over the world would come to you and attend uh, yeah. lessons. <laughs> yes, yes, that would be pretty amazing. But I mean, that's always kind of been open to me and it's something I might do one day. But um, to be honest, I, I, I kind of I just enjoy the experience of being in the classroom and teaching. And then the, the, the management of a school is a whole other ball game, uh, which involves all these economic economic uh, decisions, financial concerns, classroom numbers, ordering textbooks employing teachers providing discipline to teachers if it's necessary all that stuff oh if, <laughs> i'm not sure i i fancy that really i prefer the actual direct application of english teaching you know i just like i'm, I'm happy to let a school get a bunch of people in a room for me and then i i you know i want to just teach them english that's kind of what i'm into Uh, but yeah, maybe one day I could set up the Luke's English Podcast Academy or Luke's English School. I have been thinking about that. I've even thought I've tried to think of good names for my school. I was thinking of calling it Thompson English Language Learning, uh, which would be called Tell. And uh, you could say, Tell your friends about Thompson <laughs> English Language Learning. Yeah, uh, it's just an idea, you know. And and what about your business class? I think you you wanted to create something new. Or how is this evolving? Yeah, it's, it's a work in progress. So this is the the big uh, thing that I'm attempting to to uh, complete right now, and it's uh, um, it's quite a challenge, really, uh, getting it all done on my own. But essentially, that's um, um, that will be an online uh, English course for uh, professional situations, the kinds of English that you would need in your professional life. So English for professionals or how to speak English like a pro, or I was considering calling it how to speak English like a boss, but um, <laughs> I don't know if that sounds serious enough. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what you think. Do, what do you think? Do you think how to speak English like a boss? Well, uh, it has quite a negative connotation to me. <laughs> <laughs> it does, doesn't it? It sounds like the sort of English you'd use to push people around and tell people what to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I'm so I'm preparing an online course that will be a series of videos, downloadable videos, and hopefully downloadable PDF worksheets, a whole series of, of modules um, exploring um, the, the practical kind of functional English that um, can be really important for effective communication in a professional context. So things like the English that you need to be effective in meetings and in negotiations, how to give good presentations, how to socialize in English 
um, and also how to speak English over the telephone and in conference calls. Um, because you know, basically that's, there's a whole series of skills that you need in order to uh, be competent at using English in those situations. That's what I'm focusing on with this one. And, and I've never done that on Luke's English podcast. I've always made a conscious, uh, decision not to touch on professional English, maybe a little bit, but generally not, uh, because I've always wanted to do a separate project about English for, for professional life. And, um, you know, cause I've been teaching English for, to, to business executives and stuff for, for most of my career. Um, I've taught English to all sorts of people in different work environments and things like that. So it's just something I've never done online. So it's like the little kind of extra thing I've been, I've been keeping up my sleeve all this time. Um, and it's just a question of getting myself organized and, and getting it out there. Yeah, that sounds really cool to me. I'm definitely in. <laughs> oh, cool, cool, yeah. cool. All right. Well, I, hopefully you won't have to wait much longer, but uh, I do need to pull my finger out and get my, you know, and get working on it uh, as much as possible. Yeah. Um, so I want to thank you very much for this conversation, Luke. And uh, hopefully the next conversation will be in French, I guess. Yes, <laughs> yes that might be nice. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's hope so. And um, what do you think, Daniel? What shall I do to, to get my French uh, in order? Uh, have you got any any other extra tips for me? I mean, as a as a person who's been improving their English by doing a podcast, do you yes. find that doing the, doing the podcast is helping your English? Um, I think so. Yeah, you should start out with a podcast in French. It it doesn't mean to be a one hour podcast. It yes. could be only three minutes or, or two minutes. Mm. But for instance, in my case, I could improve a lot. I am doing this now almost one year. Yeah. And, and I can certainly say that, that I am a better speaker and mm. also a better listener because the very first thing is to just comprehend others to understand mm. what others mm -hmm. say and for example as we are speaking now together i am really concentrated to get all the words mm. and and that pushes you further you know yeah so basically what i want to say is you need to start really small with yes. small goals and then maintain the training continuity is is important yeah yeah Oh, that makes total sense to me. Okay. All right. Good. Yeah, I, I will. Um, I'll do that. I don't know if I'm going to start publishing my podcast in French because I don't know if anyone would actually listen <laughs> to that yet. But uh, what I will do is continue to uh, do my own little private episodes of Luke's French podcast while I'm preparing my lunch. And then maybe I can sort of push that further. And I've, you know, I've got, I've got lots of uh, little things that uh, I should be adding into my daily routine. I've been reading graphic novels in, in French and that's great. I'm loving that. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm loving that too. I'm, I'm reading also comics in, in English. It's, yeah. it's a good way to, to learn. It's fun, isn't it? Yeah. It's fun. It's great fun. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Look, Daniel, thank you for inviting me onto your fluent podcast. It's yeah. been, uh, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, thank you very much, Luke. So, people, I survived. 
just before I finish up this episode, I want to share some of my thoughts. So Luke Thompson is a really experienced teacher and it was quite interesting to know that even he had some issues in learning a target language. So people don't give up if it gets difficult. Yeah, sometimes it is difficult. We all need to continue our language journey. So set yourself small goals and you will achieve your target. This is my Fluent Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Goodson. Have a good one.